Amen. Wasn't that wonderful? I don't. I think she wanted them to leave the screens down because she was scared to death. So maybe we'll work up to that. But she did a fantastic job. It has been wonderful to be in the Lord's house. Luke chapter seven. Luke chapter seven tonight. I. Uh, everybody came out this morning and uh, mentioned about the sermon on forgiveness and. They said, Brother Josh, and several of them uh, said, we've been mad and bitter at you since you've been here. Uh, and they said, uh, we forgive you for being an LSU fan. And uh, we've been mad and bitter. And uh, I told some of them uh, I didn't apologize. So I, I'm not sorry for that. But it's uh, been a good day in the Lord's house. Good spirit that's been here all day. Good fellowship among God's people. Uh, there's a lot going on right now. There's some surgeries that's going to take place this week. Uh, a lot of people traveling. Let's remember them in our prayers this evening. A lot going on around us. Uh, at the feet of the Master. That's where we need to get tonight, is at the feet of the Master. We started that last week, the, the, the study at the feet of the Master. What a wonderful thought. What a wonderful uh, sight it is to realize that we are invited to the feet of the Master. There's not a place on this earth that you can go to that is more inviting, more comforting, more encouraging than at the feet of the Master. Being at the feet of the Master represents being in the presence of a holy and righteous God. Being at His feet is a picture of being in a lowered position. It is a picture of Him being our Master and we are His servants. The feet of the Master, we go there because He has all authority. He has all power. And His power is limitless. And at the feet of the Master is a place of brokenness, humility, help, and learning. I'm glad that I can go to the feet of the Master. We looked at the sufferers last week. And I want to look at two other groups tonight that are found at the feet of the Master. The maimed, the, the lame, the dumb. All of these that had the problems was brought and cast at the feet of the Master. And I'm glad regardless of what we're suffering from tonight, we can go to the feet of the Master. We can take the suffering to Jesus, and He has the power, He has the authority to fix our problems tonight. And I hope and pray that you enjoy this as much as I do, because I am glad tonight that I have these places in the Word of God that I find that I am invited to go into the very presence of Jesus Christ. I want to look in Luke chapter 7, I want to look at somebody else that is found at the feet of the Master. Luke 7, verse 36. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at his feet, behind him weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bid to him saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. Dear Heavenly Father, I am so thankful that sinners can fall at your feet. I am so grateful 
that regardless of where we've been, that, Lord, we can come before you tonight and we can humble ourselves before your presence. No matter what's in our past, no matter what's been in our life, Lord, that we can come before your very presence. I am so glad that sinners can fall at your feet. Lord, I wouldn't be saved if that wasn't the case. Lord, I'm glad that you invited me at your feet the very day that I got saved. And Lord, I'm saved today because sinners can come before your presence. Lord, we've seen the sufferers there. But Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts and you'd, that we would realize that sinners are welcome at your feet. Lord, I love you and I thank you for saving my soul. Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts to the reading of your word tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. There is another story that we know, three different places, three different gospels other than Luke, use a story of the alabaster box, but this is uh, Martha, or excuse me, Mary, that it is used in that picture, in that story. This is another story uh, that took place in somebody else's house. This story stands alone. No other uh, Matthew, Mark, or John doesn't reveal this story in their Gospels, but we find it here in Luke. And the Lord reveals this story to us about a Pharisee who desired to have Jesus come to his house. The Pharisee that uh, wanted Jesus to come, we need to understand what a Pharisee was. A Pharisee was a very religious person. A Pharisee was very religious. It goes to show that religion won't always get you to heaven. Only faith in Jesus Christ can get you to heaven. This Pharisee had all the religion the world could give him. This Pharisee loved God. He loved the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He feared God. He, he loved Him, but he, he went to God through the wrong avenue. And he tried to get to God through the law. He tried to get to God through doing good things and through the good works that he could do, rather than going through Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And there's still many today that think they can go through the law. Friend, the law is the schoolmaster. And the law is to point us to Jesus Christ. Because you know what? He fulfilled the law. He fulfilled every jot and tittle. And this Pharisee was, was a religious person. This Pharisee was high and mighty and lifted up in pride. And he was, and I imagine he was very thankful. He was very prideful in the thought that this man named Jesus, who claimed to be the Messiah, who claimed to be the Son of God, was going to come to his house. And I imagine this man had it all laid out, and all the pomp, and all the circumstance, and Pharisees, they loved a good show. They loved to put on a good show before God and before everybody else. But friend, they wouldn't fool in God. They may have been fooling the people around them, but they wouldn't fool in God. But this Pharisee had Jesus come to his house. What an honor it must have been to have Jesus come to your house. What a shame it had to be that day that a man had Jesus come to his house and that man died and left this earth and went to a place called hell. How sad to have Jesus come to your house, to have Jesus right in front of you and never see who he is. Friend, the Pharisees had Jesus right there in front of them the whole time and they failed to see him for who he is. And so here in the middle of all this pomp and circumstance, I imagine the servants was, was there and I imagine everything was laid out and everything was perfect. 
But something went wrong that day according to this Pharisee. There's a woman, and we don't know her name, we don't know anything about her, but the Bible reveals her as with one word, and the Bible revealed her as a sinner. A sinner. And this sinner heard that Jesus of Nazareth was in the house of the Pharisee. This sinner knew that her sins could be forgiven at Jesus Christ. This sinner knew that this is where she needed to go. Friend, I didn't see the Pharisee down at his feet, but I see the sinner that walked into the house. She wasn't invited that day. That She wasn't wanted there that day, but she needed to be there because she knew that she could go to the feet of Jesus and that she could have her sins dealt with At the feet of Jesus. This Pharisee was hard-hearted. This Pharisee was bitter. This Pharisee was lifted up in pride. But we find an old sinner that was broken and humble and knew she needed to be saved. And I'm glad when you get to that point, we have a place we can go to tonight. And we can fall down at the feet of Jesus. And our sins and our eternity can be dealt with at the feet of Jesus. And oh, this old Pharisee, he was so prideful. He said, oh man, this sinner is falling down before the feet of Jesus. And I can't believe this Jesus is is accepting this sinner. And oh, if he was a prophet, oh, he would know what what sin this woman had committed. He would know how awful she was. Friend, there was nobody that knew that woman better than Jesus there that day. And there was nobody that knew her better than Jesus Christ. And I am glad that Jesus allows sinners at His feet. I am glad that Jesus allows sinners at His feet because, friend, let's wake up. If He didn't, none of us would be allowed at His feet. And that man had an opportunity to realize that he could fall down at the feet of the Master if he would have realized he was a sinner. But he failed to do it. And oh my goodness, I can't believe if you were who you say you were, you would know that she was a sinner. Jesus knew exactly who that woman was. He knows exactly who you are. He knew everything that that woman had ever done. He knew every sin she had ever committed. Friend, I want you to know Jesus knows our past. He knows everything that we've ever done. And bless God, He still allows us into His very presence. It is humbling, it is mind-blowing that a sinner... I was born in this world as a sinner. I didn't seek after God. I didn't love God. I denied God. I I sinned against God. But He sought me out and He came to me and He allowed me to fall down at His feet. Friend, Jesus allowed me as a sinner to come before His very presence. Friend, if I don't humble you and break you, something's wrong tonight. Because what a privilege it is. Because I'm not just talking about uh, a president. I'm I'm not just talking about a dignitary. I'm talking about the King of kings and the Lord of lords allows sinners into His very presence. He never messed up. He never made a mistake. He fulfilled every jot and tittle of the law. This man is, is the definition of perfection and holiness, friend. There is nothing more holy than Jesus. And bless God, we can go before a holy and righteous God and fall at His feet. That woman went before the presence of Jesus. She was a sinner. She messed up. Friend, she was lost. She was without God or a son. She was undone. She was dying and going to hell. And Jesus said, come on and fall at my feet. And bless God, she fell down and she humbled herself before the very presence of God. Aren't you glad that Jesus welcomed sinners to His feet? 
If He didn't, we wouldn't be saved tonight. Hey, headline here, we're all sinners. Hey, Facebook instant message here. (laughs) We're all sinners and we all come short of the honor and glory of God. This old Pharisee, he was so caught up in religion. He was so caught up in the physical part of it. He was so caught up in all the physical things that he never saw Jesus for who he was. No, if that man would have humbled himself that day, he could have fell at the feet of Jesus. I'm glad at 13 years old, I fell at the feet of Jesus. He said, Josh, come on. You can come into my presence. A holy, righteous God invited me into His presence. Brother Steve, that's awesome. That's mind-blowing. I don't understand it, but I accept it. And I praise Him for it tonight. And I want you to notice what the Scripture says here. Oh, isn't this beautiful? Notice what it says here. Jesus, He goes to preaching. (laughs) He gets after this Pharisee. I want you to go down verse 44. And He turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman I entered into thine house? Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Man, that's humility. That's desiring Jesus. Notice what it's saying. 45, thou gavest me no kiss. But this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. Why did she kiss his feet? Because she knew that this Jesus was her only hope. Why did we fall down at his feet when we were lost? Because we knew that he was our only hope. Notice this, verse 46, My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Her sins, which are many, I agree with you, she's a sinner. But they're forgiven. They're forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, listen now, thy sins are forgiven. Thy sins are forgiven. She fell at his feet, and her sins were forgiven. Notice this. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? They were so legalistic, so pharisaical. But notice what it said. And he said to the woman, Thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. She didn't just fall at his feet. She fell at his feet with faith. That truly this is the Son of the living God. And that he could take away my sins. That he could take away sin's debt. I want to remind you of a verse in Hebrews 2.8. That thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. I am glad that He is above all and over all. And I am glad that He has put sin and the debt of sin into subjection tonight. And I want you to know that sin is crushed at the feet of Jesus. 
I want you to know that eternity in hell is crushed at the feet of Jesus. Forgiveness is found at the feet of Jesus. I want you to know that redemption is found at the feet of Jesus. At the feet of Jesus is where I got saved, and at the feet of Jesus is where you're going to get saved. There's no other place to find salvation. You won't find it any other place. You can go to all the religious meetings you want to, but it's not there at a church. It's not found in a man. It's found at the feet of the Master. And friend, if we would humble ourselves and fall down before His feet and realize that we're all sinners and we come short of the honor and glory of God, He will gloriously save our soul. And there that woman that day had her sins forgiven because her faith made her whole. When you fall at His feet, fall down in faith. She knew this is the only one that can fix things. Do you believe He's the only one that can fix things tonight? Fall at His feet. Oh, I'm glad He allows sinners there. Boy, I preach on that all night. That's good preaching. Look, Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Man, I'm telling you, if I don't bless you, you need to get saved tonight. Man, I'm glad He let me at His feet. Man, I'm glad He invited me into His presence. Mark 5. The older I get, the longer I've been saved, the more I appreciate that I can fall at the Master's feet. I've got three children, and boy, I like this. Not only does he let sinners there, but he lets sympathetic parents there as well. Mark 5 and 21. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship, and to the other side much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Look over in Mark chapter 7. Oh, I'm glad he let sympathetic parents at his feet. Mark seven twenty four. And from thence he arose and went to the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into a house and would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. Not only sinners allowed into his presence, but now we see a father and a mother that has entered into the very presence of Jesus. Their kids had issues. Our kids have issues. Where did they take their kids when their children had issues? They took them to the feet of the Master. Mama and Daddy, where do we take our children when they have issues? We take them to the feet of the Master. I want you to know these kids were sick, sinful, and just plain old sorry. This woman, this man had a daughter who was sick, ended up dying. We know that story. Bless God, Jesus came in and raised her from the dead. Isn't that awesome? Because that daddy was willing to go to the feet of the Master. And then here's this woman, had had this little, uh, her, her child here with this unclean spirit, this little girl, and came and fell at his feet. Boy, I tell you, our children has an unclean spirit in them, don't they? I think all of our kids have a demon in them at times. 
And I'm glad whether they're sick or they're demon-possessed or they're full of the devil. It, don't, it doesn't matter. I'm glad that as parents we can take our children to the feet of the Master. And we can lay them down at the feet of the Master. I'm glad for mamas and daddies that have taken their kids to the feet of the Master. We drag them to the ballparks. We drag them to the schoolhouses. We drag them to the courthouses. Bless God, we need to drag them to the church house. And we need to drag them to the feet of Jesus. Let me tell you, as mama and daddies, our greatest responsibility is to take our kids to the very presence of Jesus Christ. I want you to know that these parents did not go in place of their children. They went on behalf of their children. They did not try to take their place. They did not try to take their position. But they simply went on their behalf and said, Jesus, here's their issues. I have nowhere else to go but to you. Let me tell you something, mom and daddies. That's when life gets better. It's when we have figured out there's no place to take them but to the feet of the Master. And when we quit trying to run around and we try to go to the world for the answers and we go to books for answers and that for answers, when we finally realize, you know what? I need to take them to the feet of the Master. Boy, I'm thankful for a mom and daddy that took me to the feet of the Master. I'm standing where I'm standing today because I had a mom and daddy willing to take me to the feet of the Master. Not in my place, but on my behalf. I want you to know something. Parents, everything can be fixed at the feet of the Master. Oh, the disappointment that comes along with parenting. Oh, the struggle. Oh, the suffering that comes along with parenting. It can all be fixed at the feet of the Master. I've heard it. I've seen it. Preacher, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do. Friend, I can tell you what to do. You go to the feet of the Master man come in one time, 11, 12-year-old girl, every day sent home from school, in trouble, notes sent home every single day. He said, I don't know what to do with her. I said, she needs to get saved. She needs to get saved. You know, y'all, we don't normally think of this when it comes to disciplinary things, but, you know, salvation fixes a lot of problems, people. And this girl's in trouble every single day, horrible grades. He said, I don't know what to do. I said, well, I know she's lost. She needs to get saved. That little girl got saved. And you know from that time forward, it's been about three or four years, she's yet to get another note sent home. Had daddy fell at the feet of Jesus and said, Oh, start convicting her, Lord. Oh, save her soul, Lord. And there a day came that Jesus came knocking, and bless God, she cried out and she got saved. Now, I'll tell you what, salvation in Jesus fixes a lot of things. Well, preacher, you know, this situation, you know, we need a little more help than Jesus. Friend, he is the highest level of help today. Sympathetic parents need to fall at the feet of the Master. I'm so glad that I can fall at the feet of the Master. This junk, and this junk and this garbage. Get mad at me, I don't care. But it is what it is. This transgender mess is ripping my heart out. But friend, it's ripping God's heart out. And I'm thinking, my kids... I've got to put up with this. This is just starting, people. I can't imagine what it's going to be like ten years from now. And my kids have got to grow up at that, with that junk. And all of these people, well, it's okay. You know, if you're a little boy and you think you're a girl, you act like a girlfriend, that is wrong. 
Well, you know, you can marry whoever and whatever you want to, friend. That's wrong. And this world is teaching our kids that it's okay. Mamas and daddies, we better get to the feet of Jesus. We better pray a hedge about our children. We better care not in their place, but on their behalf and say, Lord, protect them. Every day those kids walk out my door. Hollywood is working on them. The education system's working on them. The world, secular society, is working on them. And every day I pray, I pray a hedge about them. God, protect them. God, watch over them. I can't go with them everywhere they go, but bless God, He can. I'm glad the Spirit of God can follow them around and Jesus can go with them. I'll tell you, my mom, she tried to go everywhere with me, but she couldn't. And we try to go everywhere with our kids, but we can't. But bless God, Jesus can. Let's put them in His hands today, and let's let them walk at, walk with Jesus and allow His hand to be upon their life and protect them as they go about in life. Boy, we need to get at the feet of Jesus. Oh, my kid, preacher, you just don't understand my kid. Friend, go to Jesus. I worked with a woman one time. She said, oh, man, my kid has got a demon. I didn't know what she was talking about until I had kids. And I know what she's talking about now. There's nights that we just pull our hair out. Oh, isn't it fun? Y'all been there. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know how other parents make it. That's why a lot of them are bald. They pull their hair out. No offense there. But aren't you glad when you just fall at his feet? I can take Kalen. I can put him right there at the feet of Jesus. I can take Connor. I can leave him right there. I can take little old Kendi and I can put her at the feet of Jesus. And I can say, here you go. I can't follow him everywhere, but he can. I can't watch over him all the time, but he can. And I guarantee you today, his grace is sufficient. His power is enough. And he's got them babies if I just go to his feet and lay him there. I'm going back pedal a little bit. Sinners, come on and get at the feet of Jesus. Get at his feet tonight and be saved. Oh, would you fall down? Child of God, when's the last time that you fell down and you kissed his feet? That alabaster box of ointment, the best she had, she broke at the feet of Jesus. Here you are, Jesus. Oh, I love you. Oh, I know this is where all my answers can be found. Right here. That's what that woman was saying. Oh, she kissed his feet. Let me tell you something. He was walking in the desert. Them feet were probably nasty. She didn't care. (laughs) Because she knew. But friend, let me tell you something. They're glorified feet today. And I'm so glad we're welcome at the feet of Jesus. And she fell down and she kissed them. And she washed them. Oh, And he pointed it out. You old Pharisee, you could have been down there. You could be kissing on me. And she hadn't stopped since she's been in this place. Oh, I tell you, when's the last time you fell at his feet and said, Jesus, thank you. When's the last time you fell at his feet and said, Lord, here's my sin. Just crush it. I'm glad sin's crushed at his feet today. Everything is under his subjection. Would you care before us feet? Let's stand. Let's have a hymn of invitation.
while we prepare, these altars are open. Would you fall at His feet? If you need to be saved, would you just fall at His feet? I remember that very day. Y'all have heard it so many times, but I'm going to tell you again because it's the best day I've ever had. West Monroe, Louisiana, the foot of my mom and daddy's bed, I knelt down. And I wasn't just kneeling at their bed. I was kneeling before the very throne of God. And there that day I fell at his feet and he saved my soul. What an awesome Savior we serve. The invitation's open. Would you fall at his feet? We'll have number 399. 399. As we sing, would you come? If you need to be saved, would you come tonight? Would you fall at his feet?